Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 377 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. I'm continuing the theme of the week today, and I'm hitting another topic that I've had on my list that I want to get to and talk about for such a long time. And uh, we're getting that in all this week. So today I want to talk about homestead skills versus homestead gear. So what I mean by that is the idea of having a skill to be able to do something perhaps mitigates the need to buy something else and have something else or perhaps the two go hand in hand. But there are certainly some homestead skills that we can learn and maybe some training we can receive or a course we can go on to upskill ourselves. And we should maybe think about investing in ourselves in that way just as much as we invest in the homestead. We invest in physical things that we're going to need because maybe it's actually cheaper in the long run to do that. Maybe there's some ways we can look at this today and think about the idea of skills versus gear and think, well, maybe if I have these skills, I won't need all of that gear or I won't need to spend quite so much in this area. And just the whole gamut of that idea process, that that thought process of investing in yourself and upskilling yourself and thinking about that as an investment rather than just a waste of money or a fanciful course that you'd like to go on. There's uh, there's lots of other ways that we can look at it and think about it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Tiny bit of housekeeping just at the start of this episode to say we will be giving away another book today at the end of the episode to a patron. We're going to be giving away Pippa Greenwood's Gardening Hints and Tips, more than 2000 and ingenious solutions to everyday problems in and around the garden and if you are familiar with the BBC Radio 4 programme Gardener's World Gardener's Question Time rather you will be familiar with Pippa Greenwood's voice and uh, we'll be giving that away to a lucky patron at the end of the show if you'd like to be included in these draws which happen almost every Friday all you need to do is become a patron of the show you can do that at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub there is a link in the show notes and I'm really hugely appreciative of everybody that decides to do that. It means a great deal to me and really does make a huge difference to the show and to me. So thank you so much to everybody who is already a patron. And the only other thing to say is that next week we will be giving away another book. But I did want to mention that these books, if anyone who's new to the podcast, these aren't brand new books that I will ship to you from the supplier. These are books from my own library. So they have been used. They're all in good condition, but they're not brand new books that I'm giving away. They are my books from my library. They have been used. Some have even got a few notes in the margin by myself so there you go that's what we'll be giving away at the end of the show so let's get into skills versus gear then so the the first thing that I want to talk about the easiest way to sort of open this topic up to break into it is to talk about seed saving here's an obvious one you know the idea of 
seed saving versus seed buying. By investing a little bit in ourselves in time, we can learn to save seeds and save money in the process. There are a million resources out there for learning how to save, save seeds, whether that's this podcast, whether it's YouTube, whether it's online blogs, whether it's books. We don't need to spend a great deal of money and there's lots and lots of free resources we can use to upskill ourselves. So I'm not saying necessarily that all of these things require a financial input because they they just don't. And some of them will see immediate dividends, immediate returns in the form of saved money. Because most people who grow vegetables are buying vegetable seeds every year. And a lot of them, if we think about it, if we learn the skills, learn how to do it, we can save our own seeds. So simple things, simple things like saving seeds, learning that skill is going to be a fantastic use of our time and is actually going to pay us back in the long run and free up some money that perhaps we would spend on buying seeds to do other things with. So another great example is food storage versus food production. If you are of the mindset that you like to be prepared, as I do, and you like to have lots of food storage on hand, and I think that's a very, very sensible thing to do because you just never know, then you need to think about your food production and increasing your food production because you could, one way of looking at it, I could look at not so much where we are now, having just moved and with our fledgling small garden, not, not quite yet, but certainly last year or the year before, when we looked at our food storage, we'd be foolish not to also include all of our food that was growing in perpetuity in the garden, all of our perennial plants, all of our systems that were designed to continually produce food like our pig rearing and everything else. So by stepping up our food production and by thinking of our food production very much as a long term thing and by tying in nicely with our seed saving and having perhaps we've got certain plants that we're growing year after year perhaps you've got some beans and you grow those same beans every year and they're grown from the seeds that you saved from the year before then effectively what you've got is an infinite amount of beans in your food storage do you see how that works and we can use that across the board to increase our food storage without having to go and spend lots of money in supermarkets buying tinned goods and taking up that space in the house so there's savings right across the board there not only financial but in space if we think about incorporating our food storage as part of our food production and vice versa and by using the skills that we've got and by honing them to increase our food production so there's this whole range of places where we've got the option whether we want to invest in stuff or whether we want to invest in training and the idea of investing in training investing in ourselves with time and energy is you know what you know you carry that with you everywhere you go you have those skills whereas the stuff is only where you store it so I think you should invest as much in yourself as in your gear and I'm talking about time financial the whole gambit and just by using those investments and, and training ourselves and upskilling ourselves, we're going to need a lot less gear, you know, from simple stuff like some bushcraft skills and different ways of starting fires and making camps and different skills and different ways of preparing meat and cooking meat and preserving meat. These are all skills that we're going to take with us throughout 
the rest of our lives. So some of the training courses that I would certainly consider and would like other people to consider if I don't already have the skills and don't feel confident enough to self-teach yeah, are things like butchery. If I didn't feel confident enough to self-teach myself butchery, I would certainly consider going on a butchery course. If you're raising your own meat, even if it's just small things like chickens or rabbits, but certainly if it includes larger things like goats or meat or goats or meat, <laughs> goats or pigs or sheep or whatever. That was a, a bit of a slip there for me. I just equated the two, didn't I? Pigs and meat. But, uh, you know, if you're raising your own meat and you're currently using the services of an abattoir or a mobile butcher, then consider learning those skills yourself and if that means that you need to spend some money and go on a course then a lot of us are put off by the idea of spending that money we kind of see it as lost money money that we can't really afford but when you look at the other side of it and the cost that we're currently spending on abattoirs and butchers all of a sudden that money isn't a lost lost uh, you know a sunk cost anymore is it it's instantly being paid back to us at the end of that season when we come to butcher our next lot of meat it's already back in the bank and not only that but it'll continue paying you back year after year so it's actually going to save you money and beyond that if you ever get to the point where you have and and I know people that this has happened to they've had animals that they're desperate to slaughter and for whatever reason the capacity at the abattoir or the butcher it just isn't there and they've had to put off butchering their Christmas animals for the new year and they've not had the meat that they had planned for their Christmas dinner because the abattoir just didn't have the capacity. Well, if you've got the space, and again, it comes down to self-reliance and all those other things, being master of your own destiny. If you've got the skills to do those things yourself, all of a sudden, you're not beholden to those outside services. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't use them if you want to. You can go on a butchery course and decide that you still would like most of that work done most of the time by other people. But what it does mean is that you've put yourself in a position to make that choice. You've put yourself in a position, just like I talk about all the time with DIY. If you've got a basic toolkit and you've got the basic skills, you're putting yourself in the position to decide, OK, I'm going to get a handyman or a builder in because I would prefer my time spent elsewhere or my time is more valuably spent elsewhere but you're able to make that choice you're giving yourself the option and the choice and that for me is what self-reliance and self-sufficiency is all about being the master of your own destiny being the one who gets to choose I'm going to do it myself or I'm going to choose to have someone else do it for me because that makes more sense where I am today but if you haven't had the course if you haven't learned the skills then all of a sudden you don't have that choice the same goes for animal husbandry. If you're just starting out getting into animals, spending the time learning about animal husbandry, again, depending on who you are, it will depend on the best method for you. Maybe for me, a lot of the best ways I learn is from books and occasionally YouTube videos. That's how I personally like to learn and by doing. But for some people that doesn't work and you might need to go on a physical course and pay for a physical course. Whether you're paying for the course or you're paying for a book or you're just paying in time by looking online and using YouTube and those types of resources, however you're paying, that will come back to you because by learning the basic tenets of animal husbandry and by even expanding your knowledge and learning some more 
detailed information about maybe some some of the aspects of veterinary care and things like that you're going to save yourself costs by having healthier longer living animals animals that don't require those vet bills quite as often for some of the things that we can possibly treat by keeping an eye on things and knowing what we're doing you know by using a good worming regime or a good regime of paddock management and by moving our animals enough and understanding the life cycle of parasites and how we can break those cycles all of those things and these are things I talk about on the show by understanding those and spending the time to learn them we're going to save costs on animal care and we're actually going to increase our yields because we're going to have fewer animals lost so these are just some of the examples relating to animals but they go right across the board when we're talking about homesteading so perhaps to extend from the butchery perhaps and this is something I'm hoping to do this year is go on a charcuterie course so I can learn how to make my own salamis and pepperonis and maybe even some parma style hams because these are things I buy I buy because I like that ingredient I like to be able to use these ingredients of these uh, charcuterie sausages I like to use them in my cooking so if I can learn how to make them myself, I will not only save on being able to not have to buy them in the store, but having that skill and being able to choose where and when I want to do it is just really, really important to me. So a charcuterie course is a great use of my time and money. It really is. And the same is true. You've seen if you follow me and you followed me for a little while, you'll know I've been on a on a fermentation course for example and preserving courses are another one that you could maybe consider if these things are things that you've tried you've dabbled with and perhaps you haven't quite grasped you've struggled with for whatever reason then it's certainly not a waste of money to pay to go on a training day and learn some preserving methods or some fermentation methods perhaps or foraging even you know I'm a huge advocate for going on a foraging course because I run them myself so Going on a foraging course, and, and there's really no substitute for that. And this is speaking from experience. I'm completely self-taught, but I would have learnt everything I learnt in my first three or four years of really trying to learn about plants and foraging and mushrooms. I would have learnt on a one-day foraging course, definitely. And it would have saved me years, literally, of learning that on my own. So it it really can be beneficial and can accelerate the process exponentially to go on a course and get yourself started and out the blocks. We all, I imagine, most of you guys are growing your own vegetables. And perhaps if you're just starting out, you know, going on a course and learning how to grow vegetables and learning how to save seeds could be a really useful use of your time. But it doesn't have to be necessarily going on a course or paid for training. You know, it can literally be learning by immersing yourself in books or podcasts and things like that. You know, the whole we're so spoiled, aren't we, This in this day and age to have so much available to us at the tip of our fingers that we can access all of these resources, so many of them for free, that there really is no excuse to not upskilling yourself. Aquaponics is another area I'm hoping to actually go on an aquaponics course later this year. And I want to integrate that into what I'm going to be doing at my new piece of land. And speaking of land, land management, learning how to 
manage a coppice, a wood, learning how to manage pasture. These are all things that are worth spending time investing in. Another thing, talking about skills, is first aid. If you've never been on a first aid course, then that's something I strongly recommend that you consider because it can really make a difference. It really, really can. I've given CPR to, I've actually given CPR to someone who was just involved in a fairly serious road traffic accident and just having had that training meant that I felt so much calmer and more able to deal with that experience that was a really useful experience for me to have had that training and I've also used it on myself when I've had some semi-serious injuries I've used it to staunch bleeding and all those kinds of things and understanding how tourniquets work you can make some quite serious mistakes if you don't spend the time to learn how to properly put a tourniquet on whether it's yourself or someone else you can make some quite serious mistakes that really could be avoided by going on a a first aid course a completely different thing to consider is a mechanics course I personally am very very much not a mechanic and I have to use a mechanic for pretty much every problem with my vehicle and it's something I've mentioned before it really is a huge blind spot for me and one that I would like to correct one day as always there there's always seems something further up the list for me than a mechanics course and it's not something I think I particularly enjoy so I think if I went on a mechanics course and I learned how to do some of the really basic simple things on my car I would probably still opt to use a mechanic to do things like my oil changes because it's not something I think I would enjoy but having the skills I would be in a position to make that choice it would be a choice rather than something that I needed to outsource so that's where I think we should all aim to try and get and by going on these courses we're we're really and when I say going on these courses I keep saying that I don't necessarily mean as I've said that you need to pay to go on a course by putting ourselves on a course it could be a course of sitting down at your office desk sitting down at in your bed with your iPad or your phone in front of you and just spending lots of time researching and learning and watching YouTube videos and then going out in your garden the following day and practicing these skills so that's what I mean by courses you know by going on these courses that we put ourselves on we're really gaining access to skills that we can use over and over again versus using once. When we, If we look right back at the start when I was talking about food storage versus food production, if you are focused on the gear rather than the skills, you can have lots and lots of things that you can use once. The tin of beans in your cupboard will only feed you once, but the ability to grow your own beans and save those seeds and grow them next year will feed you forever. And that's what I'm talking about really when I'm talking about skills versus gear. Skills are something that will never run out. You can always reuse and are always with you wherever you go and that you can pass on to others and the best way I think of really understanding something the best way of really learning something is to teach it so I urge you all all of you with skills in any of these areas that I've been talking about today whether it's in saving seeds whether it's in making cheese whether it's in preserving food whether it's in aquaponics or charcuterie to teach them to someone else, teach them to anyone else who will listen 
And uh, that is how you will truly master that skill, I promise you. And if you've not been through that experience, then you'll have to just take my word for it and trust me. But uh, the best way to really, really learn something is definitely to teach it. Right, let's get on with our book draw then. And today, as I have mentioned, we're giving away Pippa Greenwood's Gardening Hints and Tips, more than 2,000 ingenious solutions to everyday problems in and around the garden. It's a Dorling Kindersley book. It's a paperback, but it's uh, it really is comprehensive. It's got all sorts in here from using water and creating water features in your garden. It's got how to care for your lawns, organic pest controls, how to prune plants, how to use natural fertilizers, how to use containers, hanging baskets. It's got everything in here. It really is a great addition to anyone's library. And we will be giving this away today to Gladys Strickland, one of our more recent patrons. Gladys, you have won Pippa Greenwood's Gardening Hints and Tips. And to get this book, you just need to email me your name and uh, not your name, just your address will do, Gladys. I already know your name. So, uh, yeah, email me your address at selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com and I will get this book out to you. Thanks ever so much for listening, guys. As always, if you'd like to be included in these draws in the future, all you have to do is go to patreon.com and consider supporting the show there. The links are in the show notes. Thank you to everyone who supports this show however you do it uh, this show wouldn't exist without you just by downloading subscribing and downloading to this show then you are supporting it by being a regular listener you are supporting it by telling your friends and family you're supporting it and by posting on social media you're doing even more you know everything you can do to share this podcast is a huge help you can rate it review it at itunes and elsewhere and of course if you want to support it in the most tangible way do consider going to patreon.com and becoming a patron it really does i promise you make a difference thank you so much guys and i'll speak to you next week cheers this episode of the self-sufficient hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons you guys are awesome if you'd like to support the show there's lots of ways you can do it the easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts you can also tell somebody about it whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it but however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening and I'll speak to you really soon.